Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. In the age of online retail, buying a car should be no different. That's why Carvana invented a brand new way to buy a car that's 100% online. Without leaving the comfort of your couch, you can browse and buy from their selection of almost 20,000 cars. And once you've made a purchase, your car comes to you, delivered right to your door. Or you can pick it up from one of their coin-operated car vending machines. All of Carvana's cars come with a seven-day return policy ensuring you get a car that fits perfectly with your life. Not happy? Exchange it or return it for a full refund. And with its dedication to customer service, it's why hundreds of thousands of customers have ditched the dealership and given Carvana 4.7 stars in customer satisfaction. So check out the nation's fastest-growing auto retailer at Carvana.com. I have pen fed, that's a fact. I have pen fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit penfed.org slash powercash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Wrestling Sheet Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Editor-in-Chief Ryan Satin, here with my co-host, Jamie Iovine. The one and only. Yeah, definitely the only today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it feels so empty when it's just the two of us. It's, But I like this. It's almost like a Larry King pot, like his show. Fair enough. It's definitely more of a one-on-one. Just like this the entire time. Did you see he got, don't, he's getting divorced again? Yeah. Seventh wife. Se- I don't know. Seventh. Seventh wife. And he filed for divorce. And then... But, but what, did you see what his uh, soon-to-be ex said? No. It's kind of fucked up. Oh, no, I didn't. No, I only saw that he filed I for divorce. Think if I, I may have misread this, but from what I read, I think she said – I uh, hold on. I, I'm going to bring it up. <laughs> okay. But she said I am not – because I think like there was like terms and agreements like for the divorce and she agreed to all of them because yeah. she said I don't want to fight a dying man. Oh, God. Which I think is <laughs> – Oh, God. Yeah, pull that up. I'll explain where Eli is. Eli can't be here this week. He – had some kind of a dental thing that he said he got a root, an old root canal uh, got messed up out of nowhere. Like he started feeling pain, so he is dealing with that. Uh, Kevin had some stuff that he had to attend to, so it's just going to be uh, Jamie and I today, and we're gonna and we're, it's still going to be great. It's still so going to be. Great. Why would you? Why don't you? I mean, of course we're going to miss them, but. We're we're able to handle things ourselves. We are able to handle things ourselves. Where the hell is this? I uh, and I tried to get Rachel uh, Sam Evans to come in, even though she it's been tough because of her work uh, since the last time. <laughs> Larry King's wife, Sean. I'm not going to fight a dying man. Oh man, 
wild. I mean, he is old. He's very <laughs> old. That's why I'm surprised. So I was like, what? You don't just want her there for the end? Like, I don't know. I know he's like not dying, dying, but like maybe. From what she I said, guess I guess from what she's saying, he maybe We're is. told Larry was at Cedar Sinai at the same time John Singleton was in ICU. Our sources say doctors told his soon to be ex that Larry might have a short time to live. Do you think that he. I wonder if he's divorced because she like he doesn't want her to have all the money. Yeah. Oh, know. that's so. That's even shadier, crazy. Oh man, that's that's dramatic. Uh, but to Rachel Sam Evans, she told me that uh, she can come back. She couldn't do it today, but we're gonna have Rachel on again in the near future. She's gonna be coming back. I missed having a female Great. perspective on here sometimes, so yeah. I'm excited to get her back in here. But. This week did have a really big thing happen, uh, and we we just we just get into it, and, and that is the fact that NXT uh, is going to be airing on USA Network now. It had been rumored for a while. Uh, it had been rumored that it was going to be Fox Sports for a while, uh, but it ultimately landed at USA. Now, from what I've heard. It wa- they wanted it to be at, at Fox Sports, obviously. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this before, and yeah. you had mentioned that um, the college WWE, basketball thing. You had mentioned that WWE. Not this wasn't a confirmed thing, but from what you were trying, what you were assuming was that WWE was going to try and do make an offer for NXT on uh, USA, and um, I and yeah, I mean, so I'm sorry, on Fox. I'm sorry, on Fox. Yeah, and, and yeah. you might be talking about something that we had in a private conversation, so I'm going to cut you off before you say I anything else. I said assume. <laughs> I didn't say this was fact or nothing. Uh, but from what, I, from, from, from what I've been able to put together, it seems like a, you know, they wanted Fox Sports, but they want Wednesday. Wednesday, in their opinion, is their day. They, they, they've been on Wednesday for a, a while now. NXT's for, day. NXT's day, yeah. That they feel Wednesday night is NXT night, and so they want it on Wednesday night. And Fox Sports can't do Wednesday nights. They already have college basketball. They already have a deal for college basketball. It's a big part of the network. Uh, so couldn't happen. So goes to USA. Now, um, it's going to start on September 18th. Uh, it's going to be live, and it's going to be two hours. Um, you, I saw your face a little bit when I mentioned that Wednesday night is uh, NXT's night. Do you are you, I've seen a lot of back and forth on this and I don't really It's hard to say because you're trying to make it a night in cable television it has it doesn't have a night mm-hmm. if you want to really think about it cuz I really think that appointment based viewing other than the fact if you want to watch it live I don't really I don't I think it's almost an archaic form of thinking nowadays it was almost like when we were talking about when Evolve and AEW were going back to back was it really that much of an issue? Like, could you really not have just watched one first and then the other one on demand afterwards? Like, for, for me, coverage-wise, no. It's, okay. it's for, for, for the, the regular yes. fan. Yeah, for no, the it majority be an issue. of the world. It shouldn't be an issue. Yes. It shouldn't and, be. And I don't – in the whole, like, it's our night, do you really need a night? Like, you know, if you really just put it out and then – because you got to think, you're you're not thinking of this in the regular consumer's way. No. You're not thinking of that. You're thinking of this in the way that you got to keep up with it because it's your job, yes. which is fine. I understand that, but it's not. I'd say for the eighty to ninety percent of the fan base, it's not. You know, mm-hmm. where they're gonna like, hey, there are some fan diehard fans who watch NXT that would rather watch GCW first. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that's the majority, but there are. <laughs> yeah. They exist. Yeah, and. Um, and I just and it's 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 a little it's just a little especially since they have never been on cable TV yet. Well, they, they've had specials on USA, but you, you, but I'm not gonna. That's that's nitpicking. Yes, and I just I um, I, it, it like it's our night. Is I think like if they had any sort of presence before that, sure. Well, but. I think that it's less less view in their eyes when they say our night. It's less of. Uh, our night on cable TV and more our night in terms in of wrestling? the wrestling audience. Like well, the wrestling that- audience has <laughs> been trained to think that NXT at, at you know Wednesday night you watch NXT. So you so to their logic, you could have Thursday and Friday and Saturday if you want because no, well I don't know anybody who would, uh, if unless there's a takeover <laughs> and then or unless there's a pay per view so you can't have Sunday so it's kind of slim picking. Oh no. I, tr- I, I do agree with you in terms of the fact that it is slim pickings. Like, what you also like, you got to be smart. Like, going to the AEW side of things, not necessarily the NXT side of things, but the AEW side of things. Like, you have to pick a day that people are actually going to watch television. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know you said that you don't feel like destination viewing is still a thing, but I do. I, I, I believe that there are a few things that are still considered destination viewing. Uh, the top percent 
is like the really popular shows, the Game of Thrones, which is not, I know it's done, but like those types of shows. And then beneath that, it's live sports. Live sports is still, uh, you know, a, a commodity that people watch as appointment viewing. That's why Raw and SmackDown got such big uh, rights money for the rights to the show. Yeah, but do you think that the reason for tuning in is the same? What do you mean? Again, what do you mean? Like, for instance, when you're watching a show that is, um, I don't know. Uh, Sporting event, okay. for instance. Um, there are a lot of things that are faceted into it because it shows where your team is going on. Let's say if it's the playoffs, mm-hmm. then I get that. Mm-hmm. That's appointment-based because what happens is actually going to affect not only just how the rest of the season goes, how the next game is going to go. And as we know, a lot, of, a lot of cases in professional wrestling, wins and losses aren't really a thing. It's not so much – to me, and this is just how I am, and maybe I'm not thinking of it as uh, – like I'm not preaching what I say and trying to think – what the like the regular fan would think yeah. is it's whenever a new show is ha- happens, I never feel the need to the, like one doesn't place over the other in terms of urgency. Yeah, it's more so about what I want to watch at that time. Yeah, you're really good at that. Honestly, I, this is one of those places where you and I differ mm-hmm. so much. Like I get home and I'm like, "What's on tonight? Got to watch this. Got to watch that." You no, know, you're like, I now have time to watch TV what's on my list and I got to pick and choose what I want to actually do. Yeah, like for instance, I came home from uh, – I came home from uh, like some day thing one time and like last weekend, like a day party. And um, I was – had a little buzz but I wasn't ready to go to bed yet because it was 8 o'clock at night. And so I had plenty – I had my whole night ahead of me. And there was so much of the G1 that I still have to watch. And I could have watched that and I probably should have watched that. <laughs> but – I for some reason I just felt like watching some death matches that mm-hmm. night, so I turned on the GCW show. You mm-hmm. know that, and, and or not even no, it wasn't even the GCW show. It was that random horrible death match event that they had, like at ICW or something okay. like that. And um, and it and it's it and I'll probably watch G1 tonight, like when I'm home and just hanging out. And I think to the people who are more like me, who because you don't even have cable, right? No, I think the people like me who have cable at home. One of the other. Determining factors because even for me, I I sometimes just binge watch NXT because I've read all the results. I know what's going to happen. I don't have to watch NXT every week because a I already know what happened because I read the results because I had to, and, and, and b um, it's just it's not live, so it's not something I have to watch. I can just go binge watch four episodes right before takeover. Um, and so I think that people like me who look at their DVR when they get home. The DVR is like the thing they check. Like, oh, time to eat dinner. What's on my DVR? I get home from work. What's on my DVR? I think having the two shows on there is going to be huge. I think that's going to make it a destination. When you when people are DVRing something, that makes a destination viewing. I, th- I mean, when there- they're streaming things, it's easy to get lost in the shuffle. I mean, there's also the. I mean, if we're arguing that, then we're going to go into this whole other debate about whether or not cutting the cable. I mean, cutting the cord is going to be the new norm. It will. You know? I mean, it will. Because then, I mean. The whole the whole method of scheduled based programming is is it's all, on the way out. Yeah, in my opinion. And no, it is. I, as it, much as I cling on to it, yeah. it, it, I can't deny that it's it's in. I want to say ten, but probably five to ten years. I'd say less. Yeah, yeah. Five, that's why I say five to ten years. Mm-hmm. Like it'll it'll be that way. It'll soon be the the on demand type stuff. Which yeah, is, which is gonna be. Weird. Yeah, it'll be very well. I mean, it's not so much for me anymore because I haven't had cable since 2015. But you it's been that long? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's and, crazy. Um, and uh, I mean, but you you're still very ingrained, integrated into the whole viewing method. Um, it's I mean, it's it's definitely I I understand where they're coming from in terms of saying this is our night. We can't move it. It's always going to be Wednesday because I mean, it's they really have a good way of keeping everything. Right after bad, uh, right after each other. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the, their move from airing taping Tuesdays, airing Thursdays, from now just having it live Monday and Tuesday, I think is I think is better there mm-hmm. uh, retention. Personally, I like the Friday better. Do you? Yeah, personally, I like knocking the wrestling out before the weekend. Personally, I guess that's. I guess you go out once again. You go out on Fridays more than me. I guess I just I hate. Like so many things in a row, it's like I feel like I have to watch it. I guess even when I wasn't covering it, it was like eh, it was like oh, every day, like every day. So I like when there's like a, a little bit of a break in between. So then it'll be like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So I have like two days in the middle to kind of like breathe. The extent of how long I'll wait to watch something is like, for instance, it, it, it has to be before the next Monday. Like Fair. for instance, like I can't like if the if if it's 
Raw on the first week, the first Monday of the of the of the month, and then I haven't watched it yet. But the second Monday is coming up like tomorrow. I'll either watch it like just to get it out of the way, or I'll completely skip it and I'll just go into the second one. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I'm. It's. But I, I can't have it last longer than that. I think, I, I think this will be a good split. I think this will, like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I feel like will be a. It'll be Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Just so short, just a short amount of time. There's going to be so much like extra stuff going on because it's going to be there's going to be the AEW show that you're going to have to add into your weekly viewing. Mm-hmm. Also, the WWE Studio Show on Fox Sports is going to be in there, which is probably going to be cool. Uh, where it's going to have like I'm assuming you know stuff that you're going to need to watch. It's man, TV's going to be wild in just like two months yeah it's it's so crazy with wrestling Uh, are you looking forward to nxt being two hours do you think that do you think that adding the extra time takes anything away from the show that people love i just hope that this isn't because i've loved the runtime of takeover so much i think they're programmed so well i just worry that they're going to start becoming like the rest of the pay-per-views and they're like four hours long which i kind of hope they don't Mm -hmm. because it's it's uh it's I, I don't know if I brought this up last time on the show, but I really think wrestling is entering in a wor- in a place right now where it's it's becoming when I say not as accessible, it's clearly accessible as much as anybody wants to find wrestling. It's not hard to find it. But when I mean the entry level is going higher. That makes sense. For instance, you want to introduce somebody to a wrestling show, right? Say you want to take them to a dope show. Chances are that show's at least three and a half hours long. Yep. That's a long time for somebody who has never seen wrestling before. Yeah. So it's really hard to it's like I mean, especially just look at like the internet and you see like when they announce a movie is gonna be three hours, the internet's like what? Are yeah, you at thinking? least you're in a at least you're in a comfy chair. <laughs> you know, like these You've got like snacks, yeah. It's not hot, yeah. It's air conditioned. I mean, is it's like for instance, I I'm ha- – like, for instance, I'm having hard times finding people to go to WrestleMania with, as crazy as that sounds. I believe it's it. it's so long. I believe that. Like, nobody wants to sit there for eight hours. No. No, nobody. Because that the person you went last – didn't they leave early? He left, yeah. He left, <laughs> yeah, he left with three matches left. <laughs> you got to be so you, – you must be so pissed. Like, I, wasn't, I wasn't. I understood why because I, <laughs> I was like – I guess I'm like, bummed. Like, I was bummed, man. but I understood it. Like I was like if I had no investment like he didn't in any of these guys, I'd want to leave too. Well, that's why I used to never take people to PWG with me because it was like you're going to sit there for so long. It's going to be so hot. And yes, it's awesome. But if you don't already love this – you might be kind of miserable for a little while. <laughs> like, and that's what I'm saying. Like whenever – like for instance, I did bring somebody who had never been to a show to NXT TakeOver once and they loved it. Yeah. It was quick, hour and 45-ish and because without ads and shit yeah. like that. And I was – we were at the bar by 10 o'clock. I actually felt like this TakeOver was a little too long. It was. It was. They added two more matches or something, right? Uh, they added the extra women's match. Yeah. And then uh, the main event went like almost a full hour. Yeah, I think the event because when I saw that the main event there was still forty five to like an hour and a half. Le- I mean, hour and ten left in the show. I, I I even thought to myself, takeover is still happening. Like it's usually a pretty, it's usually programmed extremely well. I'm and- with you in that in that regard, and it's it probably will have to go to three hours. I would imagine mm-hmm. because. It can't be the same length as their weekly show, their pay, their takeovers. So I would imagine it has to go. It's pro- I'm guessing that's why the last one was three hours because they're thinking like that's going to have to be the new norm because our other show is going to be two hours now. And correct me if I'm wrong. Three but- hours is okay though. I feel. I mean, well, it's the standard now. I guess. Yeah. I, I th- if it's a good, for takeover, not not the main roster. I think three hours is a long time. The main roster is a little slower. Takeover is pretty fast. The for current the most part. weekly NXT show is still just an hour, right? Correct. It's going to be really interesting to see how they fill that whole other hour. Well, and also, I mean, you know, you know about the TV industry and stuff like that. If you if you really look at it, it's actually an extra half hour they're adding to the show. Yeah, with that, with commercials because commercials yes. and you know NXT has commercials already, and it's not a full hour always. So um, they're really adding like thirty extra minutes, which. Is helpful because I feel like there's a lot of people like the Keith Lees and the you know there's like Chelsea Green and Deanna Perrazzo who haven't even been on WWE or haven't even been on NXT TV yet and they've been signed for a minute now and uh, you know there's a lot of wrestlers who are who could fill out that time that they have there. It's always funny to me when I'll see uh, NXT's um, Instagram page. 
they'll have like one of the house shows that they have at like one of those smaller venues and stuff, and you see all these people that you've never seen before. <laughs> totally. Like Baba Tumbe and shit like that. And you're like, like these guys would be good if they used them on television. Like like um Well that seems to be one of the things that people are wondering with the new show is if they're going to be like a Stokely showcasing ha- like, more people like the Baba Babatundes, Baba Tundes, and all that kind of stuff, John Perazzo's, St- or are they going to move people from the main roster who are just not being used over to NXT? Maybe former NXT guys, guys that can have that work rate. I saw that you really wanted Cesaro on there, and do you really? I mean, do you not think that that's a that's a step back from the progress that they've made with him? I don't, only because it's going to be on USA now. Like it's going to be on the same channel that Raw and SmackDown are on. So, I, I mean, yes, less viewers maybe because it's new product and, and, and whatever. But, man, I more so uh, I don't see it as a, as a demotion if they make him like the top dog like they used to do in NXT. Because, man, back in the day when he was like the big boss in NXT and he was like the guy you had to get through to like break through to the top and the Sami Zayn match and William Regal and like all that kind of stuff, I loved Cesaro back then. So I feel like Triple H understands – how to use Cesaro better than Vince McMahon. Absolutely. So Absolutely. that's the only reason. Do you yeah. think it's a demotion? Do you, do you think that wrestlers will see well, that as a demotion? I, I don't think anybody's really said how what the what the what the what the Pay vibe of the, yeah, what the stru- what the presentation of NXT is going to be. Well, from what I've been told, it's the same. From, so then I, from what I was told, you're going to see the same NXT that you saw on the network on 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 USA now. The only difference will be 2 hours live that's about it. Like that. The, from what I was told, you're going to get the same work rate heavy program that you've God, been used to. That must to. have been such a good deal. Because think about the production cost of that show. It can't be that much. No. Especially because they're not going to be on the road with it. They're staying yeah. at wholesale. Yeah. I mean, that's all profit. Meltzer reported they got a $50 million, million uh, deal, I believe, with, with USA. For a year? or mm, I have to go look it up. I'm not sure. I, I, it's like I said. It really uh, – because um, if it is still just the miners but on just another platform – then, then yeah, I do think it's still a, a bit of a demotion because I'm just genuinely curious how WWE is going to market NXT to a new audience. Me too. Like, for instance, okay, this is this new show on NXT. Oh, this, oh it's NXT. Oh, what is NXT? It's WWE. It is? Well, no, not really. It's, <laughs> it's sort of their, their minor league. Well, if it's their minor league, why do I want to watch it? So I'm talking no. to somebody who's never seen wrestling no, before. No, I, I completely agree with you in that aspect. And also, to, to further muddle that as you go, this is their minor leagues. Well, why are they on the same channel as their other show? Well, but it's because they haven't moved up. Why haven't they moved up yet? Yeah. You know, it's like it's literally the same thing. And also – how are call-ups going to work if they're all on the – it's not developmental anymore. If they're on the same network, if they're, if they're getting raises, if they're you – know, it's not developmental anymore. So and there's going to be the weird shift change of like all of that. And I thought that they would need that. You know, I, thought, I, I, I always thought that – because to me, NXT was always the place – like if you were going to fuck up, you fuck up there. Yep. That's not the case anymore. No. And I – and I and I thought and I think and I'm all for NXT being on another. I mean, wherever as many eyes on as many as much wrestling as possible. That's why that's my stance on everything. But I do think that NXT served a really good purpose. Yeah, I agree and I disagree with you in, in two ways. One, I agree with you that it did serve a good purpose for a long time. I think that the earlier days of NXT, you could definitely mess up. That is the place where you were learning, kinda. There was a gradual shift, though, when takeovers became some of the more popular events in WWE, uh, at least with the general wrestling public. And so um, I feel like that whole developmental thing of where you're learning has kind of shifted. It is a a little bit, but not that much because it is still um, – because I was – and I learned this when I was actually at the company and – they re- you really, really don't see until you see the numbers and you see in relation to network viewers versus cable viewers across the world. It's very different. Mm-hmm. And as much as, yeah, NXT is becoming in some people's houses the more popular brand and even Raw and SmackDown, it still does not have – well, now it will. But it still – but to then didn't have the audience that – of course. Oh, yeah, of course. Not even close. No, no, not even close. So I think that it still was the place to cut your teeth. No, to- I, I, totally. I, for what I think, and this is just my guess, um, 
with these te- with the whole tiered thing, the tiered WWE network that they've been that they already announced how they're said that like they have a twelve month plan and by you know by the end of that year, um, not by the end of this year, but the end of their twelve month plan um, that they tend to have a tiered WWE network with different price points. My guess is uh, the regular price point will have a new show like Evolve. And that it's going to be just like Evolve. It's going to be Evolve, and they're going to have indie guys mixed with their developmental talent. Because I, I bet you, I honestly believe that some of the guys they have sent out to the indies, like the Street Profits, like Baba Tunde, they grew a lot on the indies when they were give, when they were told to go out there. And I guarantee you, Triple H saw that and went, you know what? They're kind of like learning the things that I wanted to learn them that wanted them to learn here uh, by kind of like cutting their teeth on the indies a little bit. And I almost think that. The WWE Network is going to become like a fight TV the where it's going to have lots of indies on there. 100% it helps. I mean because if you really think about it, if you are re- if you perform for the full-sale crowd and the full-sale crowd alone, a lot of those guys are regulars. Yep. You're getting the same few people over and over and And look over what it did again. for Adam Rose and, and Bo Dallas and all those guys were like – it seemed like they were over as hell at full-sale and then they got called up and got a rude awakening. And so I think that you know Montez Ford and, and – and, Dawkins are a perfect example of why that whole indie process has worked. I mean, Matt Riddle, when he finally gets called up, I think so, too. I mean, they let him do a bunch of stuff. I don't think he's going to get called up anymore. Not anytime soon? Like I said, I wonder how this whole call-up thing is going to work now. Because you would think if they're going to have their own show on USA Network, they can't have the whole same process of like – some, one day this guy is going to be taken out of your storylines. That can't be the same anymore. It's, gonna, it's not on the WWE Network. Triple H has a network execs to, to answer to. You would think they have to have people that are on the show. Like undisp- I feel like Undisputed Era, Velveteen Dream, Matt Riddle, Bianca Belair. Gargano and Ciampa. Gargano and Ciampa. They're not going anywhere. I feel like those six. Hero, we don't really see him anymore. Cash Sono. Um, those six. I feel like you're not seeing them on Raw and SmackDown for a long time now. Maybe not. Maybe not immediately as much as they would. I mean, I mean definitely not as immediate as it would have been. Yeah. But um, Riddle would have been the next. Yes, and I, I honestly don't think that it's. Be, I, I still think he, it's in his future. I still do. I don't know. I honestly believe that in order to build, because if you want to build this third brand, you got to have sure. But you can have TV shows that have people get killed off all the time. I oh mean, yeah, it's it it happens. The machine keeps moving. Yeah, but you don't usually kill off a character right in the beginning. No, not the beginning. But like I said, it's still, it's probably going to be just far. I would along. say years. Maybe that's the, I, I just I, to me that seems like a really silly thing to like move those people off if that's what you want to like. This is our core, you know. Like this is the people you're not com- you're not going to see on Ron's. But as you know, wrestling is always about creating new stars and, and keeping the machine moving. True. And so I think that it, once WWE relies on anybody, because I don't ever think they rely. I mean, because you're like, oh, well, they rely on whoever's the top guy, the guy time to draw tickets. Yes and no. I mean, I think they rely on him to kind of push the wagon, but I don't think that the entire fate of the company relies on one or one group of people. Agreed, absolutely. I think that they're, if anything, WWE is really good at rolling with the punches. Well, they they changed their business plan so that it wouldn't be the case anymore. It yes. used to be that way, and then yeah. they're like, mm, we don't want that. We don't want to. Yeah. Have to rely on one guy anymore. Um, yeah, the, that thing you sent me was Cena. Those uh, those gloves that those were the are big fists are so funny. It's weird though. They focused. They they picked the most random props to make, like a <laughs> fire extinguisher, sledgehammer, a Triple H. Sled, there's there's two licensed products. It's the Triple H sledgehammer and the uh, John Cena fists. Uh, I liked them though. I. I I don't know. I don't know what they're for. When like, I went to like uh, – well, one time I did, a, I did like a holiday gift guide on the site and uh, I, there was a – You did those inflatable uh, – Those are cool. Yeah. The inflatable those, trash not, cans. Those aren't the same thing though. I, it's close. It, they made, the inflatable trash can's way cooler. Like I said, they picked the worst things to make inflatable. <laughs> what would have been better? What do you say? Like garbage those ones cans. are already taken. Ta- what, they copyright tables? <laughs> <laughs> An inflatable table that breaks would be fire. By, by Velcro. I don't even know how you could do Oh, Velcro. Yeah, by Velcro. That's too good. You should make that. You <laughs> yeah, should okay. pitch that one. You should pitch that one, Jamie. <laughs> um, what do you – do you do – you, I know that I reported this week that things aren't changing. Do you believe that to be the case? Do you think that they'll – let's say things – let's say – Maybe at first. Right? Maybe at first. 
But I can't see it staying exactly the same going forward, no. especially if more sponsors could jump on, especially if more if if they're making more money and they want to increase the show run. I I I think it depends more on how good AEW does too. Sure. If they're like losing to AEW, then Vince is going to be like, "All right, I got to roll up my sleeves here." Yeah. I mean, but they also whenever I see the NXT versus AEW type thing, it always is weird to me because I don't think it's I don't think that's an accurate like matchup. What do you mean? Maybe now AEW versus NXT? Yeah. Because NXT is so much bigger? No, cuz NXT is treated differently. NXT is treated as the minor leagues. AEW is treated as like their version of the majors. See, I always felt less like NXT was their minor leagues, at least in the past couple of years, and more it, it, it transformed into their indie federation. I think it's still the minor leagues, dude. I really do. All right, fair enough. I really still think it's still like I really, I, I really. Still I mean, they sold out an arena sure. and made it a million dollar gate. Sure. With no, without piggyback off of w, without piggybacking sure. off of WWE recently. I agree, but you can't nickel and dime compare it to WWE with Raw, SmackDown, WrestleMania. You can't. It's not even. A, it's not even close. Yeah. And I think but you don't think it's close to what the budget that AEW has. In terms of like what NXT does with uh, like takeovers, Every, everything. I'm just not in sure general. I'm not like sure the the. I just feel like they, I feel like NXT and AEW are comparable in that aspect. How much they're spending on talent, you know. The, I don't the, think you understand what I'm what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say in the sense that like, it's almost like I'm having. A, I think people at home might actually understand what I'm saying. It's it's more so like they're, the way they're presented. It's a like NXT because a, because AEW is trying to act like they're. The WWE equivalent. They're the, w, the, they're the alternative to WWE. Yeah. But I feel like NXT kind of has that same vibe. Like, they are technically, they are the alternative to WWE. Technically, but it's still under the umbrella. Yeah, but, but they're like, hey, you don't like what you're seeing there? You can watch our other thing that's like the, the, that's like the indies you love. I don't know. It's just always been, it's, it didn't make sense to me. It's like, uh, if they really wanted to put them, I mean, if they really wanted to go head to head, they would have made it raw. Versus AEW. See, I disagree because I feel like AEW is going to be work rate heavy, and they co- they they're not as comparable that way. I no. feel like NXT is the work rate heavy WWE show, so it they is. wanted to go up against the Kenny Omegas and the Young Bucks and the Codys and all that kind of stuff. So it's like we have all the indie stars too that you that you love. You know, we also signed them to a contract. This is the major indie. I see what you. I mean, I can. I can. Does that kind of make sense? What no, I see what you're saying, but I still think that. Um, I, I and, and you're not wrong. I just think that you know. Um, and this is all just perception. Yeah, of course. This is all just like how people see different things. I just – I don't know. I just um, – if they, if if AEW had some sort of evolve type thing, then it would make more sense to me because there's so much money that AEW has that's put into it. Yeah. You know, I, I think if it was another – I think if it was another show, show filmed out of, in front of 300 people at a college, I would – then that's comparison. I do believe that that is going to have to change because that will it, – it's going to look – if someone, if, if if the if the people want to be like, this is a war. Yeah, it's gonna look, look silly AW. when you're gonna look at AW and they're gonna be in arenas and and NXT is gonna be a studio show. Yeah, with and it it doesn't even look like it. It does look like it. It sounds like it too. Yeah, yeah it does. It absolutely does. And it's more. It's definitely an intimate affair mm-hmm. when you watch NXT. Yeah, TV. that's that's what I, I think. That's what I'm gathering is that it just the presentation is really different in the sense that one is more of a bombastic thing than the rest of them. That makes sense. I, uh, I'm i glad that Moro's staying um, uh, on the show, too, because I know that everyone, there's all there's big concern that he wouldn't since, um, you know, his whole... He doesn't like dealing with Vince. He doesn't like dealing with Vince. And I also think that the fact that he doesn't like dealing with Vince and announced that he is going to be on the, the AEW show... Uh, or sorry, not the AW, the NXT show is also further proof that Vince isn't really going to be involved in the in the NXT show at all. Speaking with, of people who have had issues with um, anxiety issues, uh, uh, mental health is stuff as well. Have we heard anything about Lars Sullivan lately? Um, just from what I've heard, he seems to be doing good. Just, I mean, I've heard I, he was injured. It wasn't mental health. He was, oh, he was injured. He, he was injured. Oh, he got injured. Been. No, the reason he was gone is because he got injured. He. Uh, off the top of my head, I have to look it up. But no, he suffered an injury uh, that took him up, put him on the shelf for a, a good, good chunk of time. That's a shame. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a. Um, I'm guessing. I'd have to go look it up. I don't know off the top of my head. I have to go look it up. But he definitely got injured. He's I mean, an injury. I, I don't, I'm, when I say it's a shame, I mean, say what you. I mean, you have your opinions about him or not. But I'm saying like. 
it probably sucks for him. You know, what I mean, that's two. That's two. Oh yeah, halts. Oh yeah, you know. That, oh, a super bummer. Super bummer for him. Uh, okay. Here's a less of a bummer story. WWE's getting a podcast network. What do you think about that? I I I, th- I thought this was super super interesting news today. That WWE. I mean, we do a podcast, wrestling podcast. There's like hundreds of wrestling podcasts. I'm shocked that it's taken them this long to get in the game to, to yeah, make a podcast. It's interesting make a podcast. because they were, if you really think about it, WWE was one of the very first people to really jump on this whole streaming service yeah. thing. I mean, yeah, sure, Netflix was around, but it was fairly new still. They and, were one of the first big companies that really went all in on the. Over I would the top. say they were one of the first companies to get as many people as they did. Uh, a million subscribers? There's other. There's. But. but, but Regardless, they're one of the they're one of the earlier like I know, adopters I, of like putting all their content yeah, on the over the top platform. Like for instance, I know Apple Music was having trouble. It's even paid for Spotify has trouble getting those numbers. Yeah, and the, and it's cheaper. And so I think it's you know I think there's something to be said about that for a company that's not necessarily known as the most technologically advanced. I mean, those motherfuckers were using PCs for editing in 2015. You know, like let me put it that way. And. Um, I think Spotify is more now. Some bitch sucks. It's maybe it's like I don't twelve know. bucks now. It sucks because doesn't it have the Hulu package with it now? Which I don't. I didn't need the Hulu package. <laughs> I was very fine with just Spotify. That's funny. Um, but uh, but it's. I think you know. I always think it's funny that whenever um, when I saw because I you know I was around Apple Music when it was getting started yeah. and um, and when I saw the notice that like WWE because it didn't launch that. I mean, Apple Music came maybe a few months after the WWE Network launched. Sounds right. Because I remember they were both announced at CES one year when I went. And um, and I just thought it was so funny when they made their announcement that they had a million people. And you would think Apple, the most yeah. – everybody has something that as Apple that they still had issues getting a million, a million subscribers to their streaming service. They got to have that now though. They do now, but it, it took them a minute. It took them much longer than WWE. Really? Uh-huh. That's interesting. Yeah. I guess, well, also with WWE, there was no other option. Like, you wanted to watch pay-per-view. It was different, too, because with WWE, it was like, your whole life, you didn't watch pay-per-view. Maybe you did. I don't know. I didn't ever, I rarely got pay-per-views growing up. It was fucking 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, like, hard to get a pay-per-view growing up. So, shit, that was, when that got announced, I was like, oh. it's going to have my money forever. Yeah. <laughs> that was an easy go. I feel like Apple Music is a little different. Although... Having one of those stream music things, I have Spotify. It's game. It's it was a game changer. Yeah, I I, I couldn't. I, I can't believe that I spent hours upon and hours you know upon hours. The, and you know what? Downloading things. And, and you all know that who was the only person standing in the way of that? And it, and it's not. I'm I'm. Please don't take this wrong at all because we love the Jobs family. Yeah. But it was Steve. Really? He was so adamant about one ninety nine per song. I mean, or ninety nine cents, yeah. whatever it was. He was so adamant. That was his baby. It was his – he didn't – like so many people came to him, include, my father included, about his subscription service. Like one fee a month for everything. But he fought it until the day they put him in the ground. So is, is that really the only reason that ended up happening because yep. he passed away? Yep. Crazy. Because yeah, Spotify was had been around for a minute at yeah. that point. I yeah. was there for the beta on Spotify. Yep. I remember. No, it had been doing it and there, were, and there was like – like, look, I mean, no, the, I rem- the, difference, I, the difference why Spotify is having trouble getting it so much – it's because there's millions of people on regular Spotify. Yeah. It's having trouble getting it uh, – it's the same reason why YouTube is having hard time, hard time getting premium people because once that whole free thing is out of the box, it's hard to put it back in. Totally. And it's and, – it, it, and, and that's why Apple Music is getting a little more paid subscribers. That makes sense. Yeah, it's funny. I've had, I've had Spotify since day one. And like if you want to talk about users in general, Spotify has more. Oh yeah, yeah. Because but, it's but it had been around longer. It's free. Yeah, it's free. Yeah. Um, I had it since day one, so I've never had the free version. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine listening to commercials on Spotify though and stuff. Maybe, and people do it. I know they all do. I, uh, can you? I don't think you have, can you have playlists and stuff in the free version? I don't know. I don't I know either. I haven't. Uh, but I the, the Apple Music is good too. I like Apple Music. It's they're a, both. I mean, honestly, they're, it's it's again, it's apples and oranges in my opinion. <laughs> Pun intended. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the podcast network, apples and limes. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I, the, the podcast network. Uh, What's I saw, it called? Oh, so wait, they're partnering with a distributor or Endeavor? Here, I'll read the press release. Endeavor Audio, Endeavor's Endeavor Audio's first entertainment studio in WWE uh, today announced plans to launch a new WWE podcast network with several superstar focused series. Uh, the move into the audio space marks the first for WWE and is Endeavor's latest foray into exploring new podcast formats. Do you think that means? I think what it is is wrestlers having their own podcast? <laughs> yes. I think what WWE sees is there's a rise in some talent getting their own stuff. Hawkins and, and Ryder, stuff well, like that. I mean, Woods doesn't have a podcast, but it's, I mean, essentially it's the same thing. Yeah. You know? Yep. A they, show. Where they produces. Where WWE doesn't get any money of that. Like, no, they do. WWE gets money off of, uh, Woods? Off of Figure It Out. You mean up, up, down, down? No, I'm talking about uh, oh, Zack Ryder's YouTube no, show. No, that one. The Major, Brothers, uh, the Major Brothers thing? I don't think they make enough for them to get a cut of that. I guarantee you they'll make I know, a cut of so that. I know Up, Down, Down, Down got assimilated yeah. recently, which I I mean, I feel like that. I feel like Woods fought that tooth and nail for that um, for a little bit. But um, I think it's just getting them getting ahead of it. They see so many people getting up and doing their own stuff. They're like, okay, well, we need to monetize this somehow. You know, we yeah. can't just have these guys going off in the Wild West because then also false narratives become a thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think that also, I mean... You got to think that with Bruce Pritchard and Eric Bischoff coming back into the fold, it was like, we got like two really big podcasters here. Like, maybe and we're not we making do, a dime. We're not making it. a dime off their podcast. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we should have them do one for us, too. I mean, I don't know if that's the, that's the case, but. I, did you see that announcement that Conrad made? I thought it was really like uh, uh, about a potential new podcast he's starting. Did you see that? Only the Arn one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Which is. No, he is doing that. So it, it's, it's not even a potential. He is doing that. Because I know that he showed those four cozies and he showed the Arn one. And I thought, Arn announced it at uh, Starcast, the last Starcast. Which is interesting. It's very interesting to me. Because you, of all the people you would think, okay, who would be a great radio person? Arn Anderson is not one of them. Oh, he's like the last you'd think of. Like I, and so I think Con- Conrad claims that in the stuff that he's done with Arn in preparation, that Arn's like way more entertaining than you'd think. It's just he's always been like that. This thing that serious you enforcer. Yeah, serious enforcer gimmick that you've expected, um, and that he is more entertaining. I, I'll be honest. I was skeptical on Bruce Pritchard having his own show when it first got announced. I was like, oh yeah, Bruce Pritchard's gonna have a popular show, and then it became the biggest thing in wrestling. So I mean, he's definitely been around for some of the most interesting moments in wrestling. I mean, the, he was there for the debut of the Shockmaster. They could do a whole episode of that. And they the could, JR epi- and the JR podcast is great too. I love the JR podcast. Yeah. I, I mean, well, I, I mean, how could you not have a good JR podcast? Yeah, honestly, uh, but. Um, but I, I mean, I mean, everybody was joking about it, and I think it's accurate. Like, you need to start with the Psycho Sid story. Oh, of course, you need to. Oh, no, no, you think no. build up because that's like with Pritchard. Everyone was like, "Why did you get fired?" And they built up to like, you give us X amount of subscriptions, he'll do the podcast on why he got fired, and they got him in like. I remember when they did that, and it was like they got what they wanted. The reviews so you think in like save that one a, a day. So yeah, they're they'll oh yeah the the Sid stabbing that they're gonna have to break up. They're gonna have to work their way up to that. Man, I you can't this, start with that. I wonder what the statute of limitations are for assault <laughs> with a deadly weapon. That's <sighs> probably because what if this starts open like it reopens the case? <laughs> Serial starts on Psycho Sid gets arrested in 2018 or 19. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I think Arn would have to press charges and Arn. He's not pressing charges 20 years later, whatever it is, on that. But I do think it was a smart idea to get in the podcast game. I think that there's so many out there. Yeah. And there's so many. I feel like. Like, could you? I mean, once. I mean, obviously, I feel like WWE is going to. I mean, it's, they have so much on screen talent in the sense of uh, hosts. Yeah, of course. They have so Guys, many. they're just sitting at home collecting their downside. Even. Yeah. And they can, and now they, and they have things to do. Like I'm sure Mike Rome would have a great time doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm sure um, Corey would love to have a podcast that he doesn't have to pay for. You know. But I was even thinking more like, you get Roman Reigns and like Mojo to do a football podcast. People probably listen to that shit. You know, like Maybe. if that's. Not- I'm assuming they're going to talk a lot about wrestling. But mm-hmm. They should really give talents just like their yeah, own podcast. I can't imagine WWE would give a platform to talk about how great something else is. I know, <laughs> but they should. Like, I feel like that's what podcasting is. It shouldn't just be. If, I don't know. Samoa Joe be. talking about Raw that week. You it know? might be. I know. It might be. I saw that. Uh, it looks like only one person that I've seen today uh, confirmed that they're going to be part of the podcast network, and, and that was uh, Amelia Sparks uh, from the Wrestle Rap podcast. And you know what? 
We know that Paul Heyman's wait, just waiting for the right deal for his. I was totally thinking that too. I'm glad you brought that. I totally, I meant to write that down. I was 100% thinking like if they could get Paul Heyman to do a Conrad style podcast with a good, ho- a good co-host, it would be the number one podcast in wrestling. It would. I don't know if Paul wants to do it. I also think Paul wants think to Paul, wait until think, he's out on his own. No, I think Paul does want to do the whole thing. I think he's not an idiot. He sees that this is what obviously sells. But I do think that yeah, he, but he likes to stay in the shadows. He knows how valuable those stories are too, and he knows that if for that somebody will pay the right price for them. That's why I don't think he'll just do it WWE. That's why I think mm. that like he because if he does it with WWE right now, he I guarantee you he doesn't get a side deal for being the podcast host. It's just like what you create here, you 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 are an executive here. What you create here, you create here. You don't get more money for it. So mm-hmm. I would, if if you were smart, he probably wouldn't do it there. He'd wait until he's at, 10 years from now, who knows what's going to happen. And he, you know. If he isn't murdered. <laughs> um, but you're right. I, I was honestly thinking the same thing. I thought Amelia Sparks was a cool one. I don't know if Kazim is going to be joining him as well because they also, you know, he was also part of the Wrestle Rap podcast. Yeah, and he does a, he does a friggin' um, Wally Mania. Yeah, he does Wally Mania as well, which is, you know, the, the WWE lets all their talent go there and stuff. Which is so silly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Amelia tweeted saying, and so it begins, and then Kazim uh, confirmed that uh, that's what it was for. I'm excited. I, honestly, the thing I most want is two things. I want a new version of the Legends Roundtable that they used to have on... WWE 24. There we go. That's what it used to be called. WWE 24. 24-7, uh, I think it was. 24-7. Yeah. Their, their old cable network mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, I, that was like... <laughs> the Michael Hayes show. <laughs> yeah. That was my favorite show. I loved that I show. I call it that because he was on every episode. He was. And he was fantastic on it. Because mm-hmm. was, that was the other person I was thinking more for a podcast. Michael Hayes, Hayes would be, have a good one. He's already the podcast world loves him and he ha- hasn't even been on a podcast yeah, yet. Yeah, like he's a famous, he's a, he's a podcast celebrity. I don't think he's even spoken on it. Exactly. Like I think he did like one intro for what uh, something to wrestle once a long time ago. But yeah, he's another one that I thought like, it, that's why with Heyman and, and Michael Hayes there, I thought maybe a Legends Roundtable might be more likely than a Heyman podcast or a Hayes podcast. They just get him in a room for a, you know, a weekend. They record a ton of episodes. Then they have you know 12 weeks of this Legends Roundtable. You see, to me, I feel bad for I – don't, I don't feel bad for them, but I just see that if this is treated the way everything else in WWE <laughs> is treated, it's just another thing in that long day – when they arrive at TV, that they're gonna have to fucking do because mm-hmm. if you don't think that at whatever studio they, I mean, arena they set up, that there's not a podcast room, the way they knock out those documentary interviews and shit, it's just more things that they have to do before showtime. Hundred percent. That's a hundred percent what it's gonna be. It's you know, hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's why I laughed too. I was like, oh man, all the rest was looking at this like, oh, we have another thing we have to do. When like, we get to I Raw. remember that we would have to go find re- like there was a game almost because wrestlers would know when it's time to do pre tapes, and they would hide. They would literally <laughs> hide. It was you know who is the best hider? Randy Orton. I believe that he is the. Best. If you need him for a pre-tape, you cannot find him <laughs> anywhere. He is so good. He'll hide in the fucking seats. Like, it, like he doesn't care. And, and and I think this is just another thing. They're like, oh, my God, I just want to hang out and do nothing, but I'm being called for a podcast interview about fucking the three faces of Foley at 4.30. That's 100% what it's going to be. It's a new thing on their app yeah. schedule. Or it's like, oh, shit, another thing I have to do. Uh, I, I completely agree with you. Although I – I do think in the long run it'll be cool for wrestling to have like a, Absolutely. an official WWE podcast network. Um, I also want to see more uh, produced podcasts, you know, like the serial type things where mm-hmm. it's like it's not just two people talking. It's not just a current events type of thing. I love produced podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Post Wrestling did one uh, documentary on the passing of Owen Hart, which was fantastic. You know, such a sad thing, obviously, but the, it was just so well produced. Who, who, who did this? Post Wrestling. I didn't. It's a website. It's another, it's another website. Is it on their podcast? It's a podcast. It's a podcast. It was. It was on. It was on the anniversary of his passing a few months ago. I would love to see. Yeah, Austin Dover. It, it, yeah. it was really. They interviewed a bunch of people for it and was edited well together. It was uh, done very well. Very interesting. Very well. Uh, so yeah, I, I really want to see more of that as well. Uh, lastly, I want to. And also, that's just another way to do. Because in my opinion, dude, I'm sorry, I can't do watch alongs with a video. I, mean, I can't. Do I it. hate it. I can't do it. Like so, I think if they find a way to do the watch alongs, 
the way Bruce does them, like where you know you you, you, you can just listen. Them, yeah, you sync them up and you press play. Because I do those; those are fun. Have you I ever never, done those? I never. I can't. I can't. They're no, fun. I can't. I enjoy them. Do you do the watch part? Yeah. Like I'll sync. Like you've sat there in your living room and I'll, I'll have put the TV yeah, on have, the thing and then listen to your podcast. Yeah, I'll either have it on my headphones or I'll have the podcast airplay to my um, home speaker. That makes sense. And so it's playing throughout the house, so I I can hear it. It's it's like the same level of audio. Yeah, I never. I don't think I could do it. It does suck though <laughs> when you get a phone call. Oh, and it fucks with the it whole tracking. The whole tracking, <laughs> and, and like it's that's the worst. That's I have to figure out how to do. I like the only way I could think that would not happen is I have to get an actual laptop and not my iPad Pro. Yes, because that doesn't get phone calls on it. Well. You can still like my my computer gets phone calls to it. Well, that's I need to figure out how to stop that because like sometimes you can you can I'm sure you can but like it's the worst because it's so hard to like you have to essentially start over. That, that's very annoying. I would definitely not be a fan of that. Uh, all right, let's move topics here. Let's move a little bit all elite wrestling talk. Um, Tony Schiavone apparently is uh, locked into a deal with all elite wrestling according to PW Insider. Um, Which I, I got to be honest, man, I'm happy for that. I am. Okay, I, explain. I, I don't know, and maybe it's just how he's acts. I can't say for sure because I've only had nothing but I've only had good things, good experiences with Tony. Because when we worked the when I was at MLW, we we talked a few times. Ah, I forgot you worked at MLW. Yeah. We took that glorious picture of him that oh, his hair. That, which that by mullet. the way, that's what that's what got him to get rid of it and to lose some weight was because people when they first saw him on TV for the first time in a few years, they were like. Yo, like he has not seen a mirror in a minute. Yeah, and, that happens. And so, hey, he looks great now. He yeah, looks, he does. Yeah, and um, but um, I thought I just felt bad because everybody who has been a major part of wrestling, at least back in the day during the Attitude Era, during the Monday Night Wars, they've more or less found things to do still nowadays and a good paycheck as well. Um, I, I Tony's been the one who has had a hard time finding his feet. Yeah. Um, whether it be it took him uh, getting the job at MLW, which I, I'm so happy that Court signed him, gave him something to do. That was really nice of him. Or it being and he was doing like local baseball before. Yeah. That. And like I, Starbucks. Yeah. And I felt and I and I um. And I love the fact that AEW used him for that control room type thing. And then I, when I heard that they were going to switch over to – what's his face? The uh, the guy who makes the videos. Chris Van Chris, yeah, Yes, him. When I I understood why it made sense, but I felt bad. I was like, God, there's got to be a place for Tony. There has to be. You know, like he he was hired originally for a reason. You know, he's he could talk. Mm-hmm. And I just think that if he does have some position in all elite, I'm 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 all for it because I just want I like I just want people to get paid, yeah, you know, especially yeah. if they're good. I uh, it looks like they're trying out different people in the control center because they had Tony, they had Chris. This week they had some girl I'd never heard of um, doing it. Let's so, say she doesn't like have credentials. Friends, I just I'd never heard of her. The reason why it makes me happy that anybody who has ever given anything to the business who deserves it, by the way. Let me preface that. Who deserves recognition? I just I think des- deserves it, and I mean needs it. And I think that um, I think with uh, I'm, I'm trying to uh, I, it's I'm trying to say this correctly. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, I mean I, I'm, I'm all in all. I'm just happy that Tony's. Oh, I remember. Okay. So what makes me happy about this whole thing, when people get paid and are, are recognized for what they do, for instance, when uh, Peter Avalon, you know, he's a friend of ours, when he got signed to AEW, I, he, I, I was proud of him that he got to take off that Uber sticker on his car. Of course. And I brought this up before. Yeah. And I just think that that's cool because nobody wants to see Batman taking the bus. Of course. Nobody wants to see of that. Of course. Nobody wants to see The Undertaker driving a cab. No. And so if we can facilitate ways to do that and to make them so they don't have to do that, then, you know, I think that's all the better. Okay, well, let's go into the – okay, fair. I agree. From a fan perspective, just like a person who loves wrestling, you want to see people you respect. Who have only – as far as I can tell, from an outsider's perspective, have only given to the business. Yeah. And hasn't really received as much love in return. Okay, but – okay, but – 
from a, from a perspective, uh, production perspective, yeah, or a visual perspective, I. I do think that they're going too hard on the WCW aspect of things. I could see that. Because that's to me, I go, look, I get it. You love WCW. Your dad was you know, a big part of WCW. Um, these are the people you grew up with. But I just... I, I understand what you're saying. I think they're using a lot... Of, it's not even just a lot of old WCW. They're using a lot of old wrestling. Yeah. Like, for instance, when they had Earl referee the, the main event. Mm-hmm. Earl Hebner. Mm-hmm. Earl Hebner's a legend. Don't get me wrong. Of course he is. Did he need to main event that that that, that match? No, he really didn't. And um, and I think they they brought him. And also, um, I, I I could see what you're doing. I could see what you're saying. That's like, how I look at it. When I look at it, I go like, look. At, I obviously grew up listening to Tony Schiavone's voice. I watched WCW for fun, just at home when I'm going to bed. Like I love. I I, I think he's a great announcer. But also, like, he was part of the losing team. <laughs> I he just was. think that you go, like, I don't know, you're going to bring Mark Madden in next? Like, you, you like, can't compare them both. They're different. I mean, obviously, Tony Schiavone is more respected in the industry than Mark Madden. I know that. But but I don't know. I just feel like if you want to if you want to be the alternative, if you want to beat WWE, if you want to start ch- making a change, you would think that you want to go with the future as opposed to the past it's just what i think the mis- i think it's not, i don't know if it's necessarily a mistake because i think it's yet to be proven if it's if it's a good thing or not i don't think they i don't think we really have because we haven't had full aw yet no like the full realization no. of the company we you can, i don't think yet. yeah you can't consider the pay-per-views that no i don't think so and um <clears throat> i just i i I genuinely think that you know we haven't seen too much talent signed that they're not friends with if That's that makes still, sense. Absolutely, of course. Yeah, yeah. And but they have so many announcers right now. They, uh, They've got JR. Excalibur. Excalibur. Alex Marvez. Now they've got Tony Schiavone. They've also just but signed that. They haven't that gold- said what Tony Schiavone's role is yet. No, they've also signed Golden Boy, that that guy who was uh who did uh Fighter Fest. He just announced yesterday that he got signed to official contract. That's five announcers just right there. You're right. Tony Schiavone has not been announced. My guess. If I had to guess, is he's replacing Marvez. Really? I mean, if I had to guess, this is just my punch. I, I don't have any insight into that. But, like... Do people Are people really not liking Marvez already? I, I haven't seen one person that said anything positive about Marvez's commentary. Really? I haven't seen anyone say anything positive about it. Like, any uh, anyone. I've like, just seen people say, like... shot. He's only done it three times. I've just seen everyone be like, he is rough. Like, every, and this... I mean, I, I'm just saying what I've heard everyone say. You know, I and, and it... I don't think that he necessarily meshed well with Excalibur and Jim Ross when I was listening. I thought Jim Ross and Excalibur actually meshed very I well together. I think JR is really good. I mean, I think people are giving JR way too much shit. I think he's really starting to get the swing of things because people are like, oh, you don't hear as much passion. You don't hear as much. as uh, You heard passion because he was legitimately had relationships yeah, with course. these people. Yeah. Like he, when Mick Foley fell and he said, good God almighty, he was legitimately worried that Mick was dead. Yes. You know? Of course. After a while, he will have those relationships with these people. Of course. Yeah, no, of course. So that's why I think like people were like, who were like, oh, JR doesn't sound like old JR. Like, give him a minute, dude. <laughs> totally. Like, he's learning these guys' names still. <laughs> Do you think, though, I, I, okay, here's my other question. Is the look of the announcing important? Like, if you've got a bunch of elderly dudes, not elderly, I don't want to use the word elderly, they're not elderly. If you've got a bunch of older dudes, that aren't necessarily like young, like camera ready people See, like here's you have the in thing WWE. About that. Does it matter? Here's the thing about that. It's kind of it, it, you kind of you get where you get, where in one area you get some things you lose it in the other. Yeah, I think that applies to that as well. When you get the youth, young, like pretty looking motherfuckers, you know, yeah, they're aesthetically pleasing and people probably like looking at them a lot more. But. When you got Jr. Jerry Lawler, um, uh, I mean even Tony Schiavone are all these guys who have like – I think if you get rid of them completely, the commentary lacks because you don't have that seniority. You don't have the guy who's been around and seen everything. That's why I feel like a mix is what's most important. Absolutely. And that's why I feel like Schiavone 
fills the same role that Jr. is filling. Like I don't, I don't. That's why I don't think I don't. I don't know if he's going to join the commentary team. What do you think he have him do? There's many other things he could do. Like what? He could do backstage announcing. He could They've do, got five of those too. They they uh, they have five of them. Jen Decker, Alicia Tout, Chris Van Vliet, uh Okay, maybe four, not five. Well, we don't know and what now, he's going to do. I just don't think he's. Gonna, I don't know if the, I mean. It, adding him to the uh, commentary table is you get two old guys from the same era, from the same – generally from the same area uh, and not era, area, like both like worked yeah. in the south for X amount of years. Yeah. And yeah, I think that it would kind of be a step back to kind of put them both in the same thing because it is. It's the you – need your, you need your straight guy. Who's Jr.? Yep. You need your color, which is Excalibur, and then you need play by play. Yeah, 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 and then like a young guy. Yeah, and um, the guy who can like commercial throw the commercials and all that kind of the, stuff. The uh, what's his name? Todd Phillips. Yes. Yeah. The traffic controller. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and but yeah, I, I I don't know what he's gonna do. Me neither. I and I tr- like I tried to find out. You know, Cody. Uh, did a Q&A and he's today. Just not answering his phone anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did a Q&A today for Bleacher Report Live, um, and he was very coy on the Tony Schiavone front. Like, it was like, when is, what's up with Tony Schiavone? And it was like, oh, where'd you hear that rumor? Well, if he is coming, I would say he's starting very, very, very soon. Wink, 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 wink. And it was like, okay, so Tony Schiavone is signed with AEW. Um, yeah, I, I'm interested to see. I mean, I really, at this point, we're getting so close to the TV show that I'm tired of just like, I don't even know what the TV show is gonna look like. I just want to see one already. I just, yeah. like, I just, I'm so tired of like what it may or may not look like. You know, like it. It's gonna be a fun day. It's gonna be a very fun day. Because Joker comes out the same day. Oh, is it the same day Joker I comes think out? It's October fourth, right? October fourth. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think Joker comes out October fourth too. Yeah, because October second is the SmackDown on Fox. So yeah, October fourth. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. October fourth. I can't wait. It's gonna be a fun day. I really can't wait. Joker and AW. Joker AW. The Wednesday Night War kicks off. So many things. I I love it. Uh, last thing I want to talk about. One more thing. We said we got we got like five minutes. Uh, what? Wait, let's, who's that? Okay, sorry. Um, there was a story this week that I was so fascinated by because it's been so under the radar. Did you see this thing with the colognes in in Puerto Rico? Yeah, I thought it was old. Right, I thought it was an old picture. I thought it was like from that period of time where they were unsigned and they got re-signed again. <laughs> I was like so confused when I they saw had it. Primo, but then they signed Epico later. Yes, and so I thought it was like, was this before Epico came? Like I, I was like, when was this? I, I was also confused, and then I went and looked at their cage match profile, and they've had like a good handful of matches in Puerto Rico for WWC while still working for WWE, which. I thought it was so fascinating. Uh, for those of you who maybe didn't see it, I posted a story this week where uh, Epico Cologne captured the WWC Universal Championship uh, on Saturday, and he's gonna he's got an upcoming match against Primo against the, his tag team partner, his tag team partner, <laughs> and apparently it's the first time they've ever gone up against each other, which mm. I thought was kind of cool too. Um, and it, also, look, <laughs> Epico's been on WWC TV in Puerto Rico now for like. Over a month. Like, he's been, like, part of the main part of their show, running angles, doing things. I assumed he was – I was like, oh, so he must not be under contract anymore. And like, I nope, look at still it, is. Nope, still under contract, which, man, like, I think that's so smart of WWE to do. We're not using them anyways. Let them go help build their territory. It might help their international expansion. Now you've got two guys who are under contract that are helping with your Latin America type stuff, you know, with, with your Latino or whatever, the Puerto, you know, Puerto Rico. Uh, you got, you got, it's smart in my opinion. They're building up another promotion that was already their father's promotion that already has a deal with WWE. So in theory, if done right, these guys could also be part of the tiered package that WWE Network is, is working on. You wouldn't want to. You, no, I have just a fucked up joke in my head. <laughs> I'm just picturing it's a it's a phone book on a pole match. First person they could put it in their pants so they don't get so they don't stabbed get, up yeah. in, the, in the locker room on the yeah. way out. Because that's what that's what prisoners use as as body armor. Is that what they use? Yeah, they use books. They use like they, yeah. <laughs> that when I when I used to work at TMZ, 
this guy, uh, one of my coworkers, Gary, he did a story on this guy who was uh, cellmates with one of the Menendez brothers. Mm. And he had like a whole chapter on prison recipes and like how they would make things with what was available in commissary. Man, when you got nothing but time on your hands, you figure shit out. Totally. It was you so fascinating. Like he was like how they make wine in jail, like how they make like risotto in jail with like <laughs> like cup of noodles packets. It's like when people are like – I'm doing a hip-hop reference so you're not going to know this. Like when people are like Gucci Mane got out of jail and he's like I'm vegan and sober and jacked now. It's like, yeah, OK. I'd probably be too <laughs> if I didn't – if I couldn't drink, couldn't eat what I wanted. And then uh, I know who Gucci Mane is. Name one Gucci Mane song. Isn't he the guy you wore in the shirt of this weekend? That's Cameron. Oh, damn. So, no. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Jamie, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at J-A-M-I-E underscore I-O-V-I-N-E or on Instagram at J-A-M-I-E-I-O-V-I-N-E. Check out Network Daily for either a drop or a raffled prize. I mean, a raffle drop. We do those almost every day now. So there's programming every day. There's not drops every day, but there's bro- there's at le- there's drops around two to three times a week of exclusive or early items you can't get anywhere else or before market. Or we do these raffle items as they've, they've been getting really a lot of traction. We're really proud of them. That um, you enter the raffle and you get to win a highly sought after collectible item, whether it be a shoe, a toy, or whatever, some part of pop culture history that is usually reselling for about $50,000. But you, if you win, you buy it at retail, which oh, is wow. a huge day, which wow. is a huge deal. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, for instance, somebody got the, Air, the Nike Air Mags, which if you're a shoe collector, that's one of the hardest shoes to get, the Back to the Future shoes. Oh, what? Those are reselling for about $52,000 right now. That's how much those resell for? Yes. What? And somebody just got the, and, uh, and somebody just got them for $150. What? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So wow. enter network. And also check out Championship Wrestling from Hollywood every weekend on many platforms. Check out me and my upper class. We're, at, we're back in the swing of things, man. We be, we have the TV title back. Good. I like that new shirt you're going to drop, too. Yeah, the, the thank extra you, cooler thank one. Thank you, Extra Cooler, for designing a cool shirt. It should be up this week. I, sent, I submitted it, so we're waiting for approval from PWTs. So. He, he was pumped when we uh, talked about it on the show. Yeah, gave him some. I mean, I, people hit me up asking about him a few times. Hey, who is that guy you talked to on the podcast? And <laughs> Nice. Yeah, shout out to Extra Cooler. That guy's awesome. Uh, you can find me. I'm at Ryan Satin on social media. ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's the website where you can find all the top stories in the world professional wrestling throughout the week at wrestling sheet on social media youtube.com slash c slash wrestling sheet that's where you can find the videos you can see our pretty faces you can see us emoting all these different emotions while we're talking go check it out youtube.com slash c slash wrestling sheet subscribe while you're there like the video if you feel inclined to do so comment if you've got something to say i appreciate it all very much also if you just want to listen to the audio of these shows while you're driving, working out, cooking, doing whatever, just search Wrestling Sheet Radio on all the biggest podcast platforms. All right, that's it. We're done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, stay out of the dirt and keep your eye on the sheet. Hello, Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, from negative to positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you gotta play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. Ah. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.